with us today is former Congressman Peter King. Uh, he went back to con uh, Congress uh, last week. He was up uh, uh, testifying before the Intelligence Committee, and uh, he was a member. He ran that committee at one time. And uh, uh, Congressman Peter King, give us an update. Are we still intelligent? Uh, well, maybe not as intelligent as we used to be when I was there. But, uh, no, actually, it was a great honor to be down there. Uh, I have uh, really only been back to Congress it was two and a half years ago. I left maybe for a few hours back in February. So this is really my first time really back. I was asked by the current chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, uh, Mike Turner from Ohio. He, when I was there, uh, for the most part, the Intelligence Committee was bipartisan. Uh, they were able to make things work. And then the last two years that I was on the committee, 2017 and 2018, and then the two, and then uh, two years after that, it became a circus. Uh, the committee, the Democrats, were obsessed with impeaching Donald Trump. Uh, bipartisanship went out the window. And the, the committee was really in, really in bad shape. And yet it's an important committee. That's the one that's supposed to analyze all the intelligence from all of the intelligence agencies, the CIA, the FBI, all of the other intelligence organizations that are out there. And it's really vital for the national defense, but it had become totally partisan. Anyway, Mike Turner... He wants to restore the way it used to be. So we invited five former members, myself, uh, Frank Oviando from New Jersey, Jane Harmon, a Democrat from California, uh, Ileana Rosleitman, a Republican from Florida, and uh, Jim Langevin from Rhode Island, a Democrat. And it was, it was basically a talk about how we think the committee should go uh, f uh, going forward to bring back bipartisanship and also what else we think the committee should be doing. So when I, I, in my testimony, I said all of the issues they're looking at, uh, some of the issues affecting the world today was China, Russia, Iran, the Middle East, cybersecurity, the border security, all of that. But I said my concern is that all of this concern on those issues that Congress and the CIA and the FBI are not paying attention to the continued threat of Islamist terrorism. And whether it's al-Qaeda or ISIS, the fact is, they are as powerful now as they were on September 10, 2001. Now, we put in a lot of uh, new defenses, but they're adapting. And the fact that they haven't attacked in a while, we cannot let our guard down. I mean, I, I reminded them that it was eight and a half years between the, uh, the first attack of the World Trade Center in 1993 and the major attacks of 9-11. So, and and uh, having the poorest point. borders, having the poorest borders that we have, we don't know who's coming through those borders. I mean, you could have terrorists coming through those borders. We would never know. And, and there was another uh, intelligence thing where, where uh, some Chinese guys got into a, a base. Was it in, in Alaska last week? No, and all of this is happening. And uh, listen, you can't get on a plane without going through a magnetometer and being frisked. Uh, because they want to make sure that uh, you know, everyone's legally in the country and everything. Meanwhile, you can just get out and walk across the border, and you can walk across with fentanyl or weapons or whatever, and chances are you're not going to get caught. So, no, this is uh, uh, that, that's the concern that I had. I wanted to emphasize to them that the terror threat, it's not on the front pages, but it's also not in the rearview mirror. It's there, and we have to, uh, once we let our guard down, they're constantly watching us, and, once, and, and they're spying and they're monitoring, and once they see an opening, they will attack, and it could be Al Qaeda, it could be ISIS, it could be one of the homegrown types, it could be uh, uh, a major attack on the scale of 9/11. Uh, 
And I wasn't trying to generate fear or, uh, but just to say, hey, we can't let our guard down. We did it basically back in, uh, you know, 2000, 2001. We didn't have our guard up the way we should have. And we saw what happened. Well, it was a powerful uh, uh, people that you got together with, with the Intelligence Committee and uh, all the old Intelligence Committee people. Uh, what other input was given by the, by the rest of them? Uh, Jim Langerman from Rhode Island, he is an expert on cybersecurity, artificial intelligence. He focused on that. Frank Loviando, he had taken a special interest in Africa, which is a, a continent we mostly ignore. It's still considered like something different, something that's uh, out, out of our, our universe. But the fact is, China is making tremendous inroads in uh, Africa. They have tremendous natural resources and minerals. And uh, China is investing there. It's uh, many times paying off governments. It's taking advantage of corruption that exists in some of those countries. So he focused on that. Uh, and then uh, others like uh, Jane Harmon emphasized the need to make sure that the FBI and others have uh, proper uh, means to track down and to uh, investigate uh, terrorism and other international offenses, but at the same time, that restrictions be put on to make sure they don't abuse their powers. So that, that's going to be a, a, a balance. We have to, you can't take away that power to be, for instance, monitoring phone calls coming in from terrorists overseas, but you have to make sure that that, can't, that power can't be used against American citizens who are innocent. So it was that she was talking about, but in doing it, not to make it hysterical, not to be saying abolish the FBI or not to say, give the FBI all the power in the world to find a common sense solution where you would, be able to cope with the terror threats, but at the same time protect the uh, civil liberties of innocent Americans. Uh, so, the, you know, they were the main ones. Uh, Ileana Rosalayton basically was saying the same thing. She was from Florida. She, of course, is very involved with the, uh, you know, the whole uh, Cuban issue in Central America. So, uh, but it was, I think it was as much as anything, it was done to uh, create a climate and I've got to say, the members of the committee that are on it now and the Democrat who was the leading Democrat, Jim Himes, he's working with Mike Turner, uh, and they're trying to find bipartisan common sense solutions. So uh, I think we were there mainly to, as much as what we said specifically, but to provide a, a mood or a climate of the importance of working together and uh, uh, you know, being able that the issues are so big and so important that we don't have the luxury of petty partisanship, which is what went on, unfortunately, for a few years. And I'm speaking uh, specifically, specifically of Adam Schiff. He was the one who I think did the most to uh, disrupt that committee and to turn it into a really, a, in some ways, a partisan circus. I hate to use that term, but that, that was it. But both Turner and Himes are working closely together. It was good to be back. It was good to be back to see people. When I was down there, I met with people from the New York delegation, with Anthony D'Esposito, uh, Nicole Loda. Uh, Andrew, Andrew Garbarino, I saw uh, Elise Stefanik, uh, I saw some of my old staff people were down there. I was over with the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, talking with him. And uh, But, you know, we saw, though, an example of on the House floor, there still is a chaotic situation in that 12 members of the Freedom Caucus, because they're mad at uh, Kevin McCarthy for the debt ceiling bill that he worked out, they staged a revolt and they prevented any action being taken on Republican bills, on gas stoves. They just wanted to stop everything. It's a, it's a special rule in Congress. You have to get 218 people to vote on a rule to allow any debate to go forward. And they just voted against their own party. 
because they wanted to score points against Kevin McCarthy. And in doing that, they stopped the House from functioning, and they blocked four bills dealing primarily with gas stoves that would have helped Republicans. Peter, Peter King, we have said, we have said at the 5 o'clock hour all the time, me and you, uh, extremism on the left or extremism on the right is no good either way. America has to go forward with common sense individuals. It does. And in this case, it's talking about cutting off your nose to spite your face. They blocked action on four bills that Republicans desperately needed and wanted and supported. And they did it just, to, again, to prove a point that they can disrupt Kevin McCarthy. And, uh, uh, and to do it, it, it was really uh, something you see in a kindergarten or among uneducated people, not people who supposed to be leading the country. You know, it used to be, in fact, really, this is the first time this happened in over 21 years that a majority party blocked its own party from going forward. As I recall, that was on one particular issue, and it lasted a few hours. This is, they didn't even care what the bill. They just wanted to block anything from happening, even bills that affected them, uh, that were positive for us. It's, it's absolute insanity, and hopefully this will come to an end, and people will realize that, you know, you don't get all you want. What you do is you fight as hard as you can, and uh, if you lose it by one or two votes, you lose that fight, you come back again the next day. And you have you to stand up, and I've said that. Yeah. I, I've said that. The other thing I've said in your part of the Intelligence Committee, I don't know if it ever came up, that uh, Christopher Ray, the head of the FBI, if anybody at the Department of Justice that was politically uh, appointed uh, is doing something wrong, the head of the FBI has the responsibility to stand up and say, this is wrong. Well, I said that the other day, actually in my testimony, when we were talking about changing you know, the wiretapping and the eavesdropping laws to First of all, guarantee that whatever is critical in the United States, that, that work continues to be done. But, and also there's going to be mistakes made. There's also going to be abuses. That when that happens, there have to be punishment. There has to be sanctions. I mean, we know that the FBI, there was terrible abuses that carried out against President Trump when the, uh, uh, you know, wiretapping people on his campaign, which is totally illegal and wrong. And yet when it was found out, there was no sanctions. They said, okay, you know, we're not going to do it again. Well, that's not good enough. Christopher Ray has to stand up and get the credibility of the FBI back because there was a survey that the American people don't trust the FBI, and that's not, that's not the right thing to do. Christopher Ray has to stand up and, and, and tell people what's wrong and bring people to justice. Absolutely, because the FBI overall is an outstanding institution. You know, George Vanzell is a work for you, John. He's a... He was a great, great assistant director here in New York when he was in charge. There was some, but there have been people at the top. There's been a, maybe just a handful, but whatever it is, they're there. They were there, and some of them are still there. And Christopher Ray has to root them out, and he has to take action against them and make sure it doesn't happen again because there's too many good people working on too many important issues to allow a few to really ruin the reputation of the FBI and any group, but it's the FBI or any government organization. If it loses the trust of the people, it can't do the job. And that's why he has, to, he has to take tougher action to uh, restore the good name of the FBI, which has done so much great work over the years. Understood. Peter King, we'll catch up real soon. And thank you for everything you do for our country and continue to speak out for our country. God bless you and God bless America. Thank you, John. I'll see you on Monday afternoon. I'll be in for uh, uh, Katsy Cosby. Looking forward to it. Look forward.